Speaking of perfect and lucky and all of those things, it's lucky number 13. Was that a good segue? We didn't talk about it. Was that a good segue? Welcome back, cuties. Perfect. Lucky number 13. Lucky 13. Um, your girl was down for the count there for a while and had some major medical issues going on, lots of COVID. Um, so, but we're back now. We're yeah. back. It's and uh, we're on schedule every Wednesday. <laughs> we're ready for action. We're ready to be on schedule. <laughs> we, have next, we have next week's episode already planned. And then mm-hmm. Alyssa is going to be in Chicago. So we'll definitely mm-hmm. get it done. We are oh, yeah. ready to roll. Oh, yeah. Chicago fans, um, we will be at an event on the 16th? 15th. No, 15th. 15th. Yep. No, 16th. 15th. I'm sorry. 16th. You were right. First time. I'm getting there to 15th. We're going to go on the 16th. Um, and where is it at? It's in Chicago. So, so all of you, uh, Chicago listeners, if you want to come hang out with us, I'm just tagging along with malls because I'm like, sounds like a good time. But if you want to come chat with us, we will be at a place in Chicago that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can check it out. I've talked about it on my Instagram. So definitely like, um, you can go check it out there. If you want to go to four nerds on Instagram, that it's F O R E. N E R D S for <laughs> nerds. And it is their book club speakeasy. So it is like a night of just hanging out and chilling. It's like a book club, but it's for nerds, but there are no, like, there's no required reading. So on uh, January 16th, Sunday, 6 to 8 PM, the location is posted on Instagram. There's going to be a live painting artist, a spoken word art artist. There's a violinist who's going to be featured. And I'm also the featured art, one of the feature authored featured authors there. That evening. Um, Jeffrey in Chicago, come check us out. Alyssa and I will be there, um, together in one place. <laughs> Sunday, we'll January, Sunday, January 16th. Um, four nerds I'm bringing, um, I think there's going to be plenty of book giveaways. I know I'm bringing like 10 different copies of Tro. So if you're in Chicago and you've wanted like a signed copy, not like a book plate copy, this will be your opportunity to get one. Yes. 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 That's your thing. It'll be much exciting. A lot. It'll be a good time. Fun will be had. So be there. Um, but this week we are going to be talking about our childhood favorites. So, you know, the novels, the series that really shaped us as humans growing up um, and how they, I, I feel like we should probably just touch on how they're talked about today too. Like I know there's yeah. some, some controversy on some of them and you know, how they've, how our cha- views have changed on them since we've grown and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Malls start us off. Well, I mean, I think we've talked a lot about, I want to kind of skip like the obvious ones. So obviously like, you know, we did a whole episode. Our, our premiere episode was about Tolkien. So like, yeah. I'm not, not going to go in. I'm not going to go into the fact that like our childhood favorites include Lord of the Rings. You mean you didn't want me to talk for another hour and a half about how much I love Tolkien and how it shaped my whole life? Oh, always okay. I always want to hear you talk about that. I literally have a shrine to him on my bookshelf that I recently <laughs> finished. So I do. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just stating the obvious. I don't want anybody to, I don't want anybody to come for me and say like, Molly, what do you mean you didn't mention 
Holly, <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah. So Tolkien obviously formed us both um, into the fantasy readers we are today. I know we touched on our love for Harry Potter, um, even though we do not condone a lot of the comments that J.K. Rowling has made publicly. Um, but that was a series that came out while we were growing up and we appreciated it and loved it for what it was while we were growing up. Um, I think there was one book (laughs) and it kind of makes me laugh, but there's one book that to this day holds a very soft spot in my heart and they just made a new remake of it, but little women to tell in the dark. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) there's two types of people in this world. Also, yes, but also, yes, that too. Um, but that was not what I was meaning at this moment. Here is where it's all in the dark. Little women. I um, haven't watched the new scary stories to tell in the dark, but I watched yeah. the shit out of the old one um, and read those. But no, I was talking about little women. Oh, so Joe was little like my icon. Did you read Little Women? Watch Little I, Women? I did read Little Women. It didn't do much for me. I know that that is not a popular opinion. It didn't do much for me. Hey, that's okay. Joe was just like my icon growing up. It was like, um, you know, she was a rebel that wanted to write and not just get married off to whoever looked at her. And she made her own way and went to the city and became an author and a published author. And I loved that. And I loved Joe. And she was a huge icon for me. And like now, I like how they portrayed the new movie as well. Um, I think they did a really good job with it. Uh, Florence was in it, um, as well as Emma Watson, and they did a good job. But that's one that will always that will always stay near and dear to me. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark is also one. <laughs> Girl with a green ribbon around her neck, holding her severed head on, is the reason that I'm into pop punk music still to this day. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's a good one. Not gonna lie. Um, I was compared. Michelle told me that who in the in the new Little Women, the new the one that just came out, um, um, da, 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 who Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. who does she play in the new one? The yeah, youngest yeah. sister, Amy March. Michelle told me that Florence Pugh. I don't think like Amy broadly, but Michelle told me that Florence Pugh as Amy reminded her a lot of me. I like it. She had um, a lot of good reasons as to why, which I have forgotten, which is not to say that they weren't good reasons. I remember hearing it be like, oh, yeah, like that makes sense. Um, but I haven't watched that movie and I haven't read it in a very long time. So I liked how Florence portrayed Amy because like they um, in the older movies, the older one. Amy was like a child played by Kirsten Dunst. And then when she grew up, she just kind of lost her personality and we just kind of saw her with Teddy and then we didn't see anything else of her and the new little women. They really gave Amy like a character arc. So she was a child played by Florence and then she grew up played by Florence still, but she, you know, she went to Europe, she studied abroad, she studied art and music. And then they gave her a whole personality besides that she fell in love with Teddy also it was like a whole they gave her a whole character which I enjoyed a lot what I didn't like in the new movie is that um like Emma Watson played Meg March which I was super excited about but they gave her no personality like Emma fell flat which really upset me because she's such a great actress and like it's a good part you know and yeah but yeah, I, I mean, like, it was fine. I think one of the things was, like, my mother loved it, and I, uh, I didn't really want to like anything that my mother loved. 
That's fair. That's fair. Totally fair. Uh, and that's on trauma babies. <laughs> Isn't everything? Let's be real. I like the shirt though. I like the shirt. Um, <laughs> gotta, plug, gotta plug the merch, you know? Always. Um, yeah, I would say that. But then that one, I definitely read in my childhood, didn't really like define me as much, but I can definitely respect it. I know it's like, you know, it's a wonderful work of art. I can say that without having liked it. Um, yeah. One of the ones, kind I mean, not... We're just right around the corner from from Lord of the Rings, but I would say the rest of the Narnia series did a big mm. happy. So like mm-hmm. obviously, like Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe is the most popular one. Right. Lion the Wardrobe has like it takes me a little bit the wrong way now, just because like everybody loved like the Christians loved it, right? Yeah, because yeah especially when we were growing up, like the Narnia movie came out too, the one with Liam Neeson. Yeah. And like, yeah, like that's a good, it is a good movie. I've read it is like, it's a yeah. Good, so like there was kind of a Narnia resurgence too. And in my childhood, you had like Harry Potter on one side, which I was allowed to read. My mom had to read the first one first to make sure it wasn't too dark magic. Right. Um, and then her assessment, what is it? was like, well, it's good versus evil. And like, that's okay. Like, all right, thanks. Um, but you have like most Christians saying <laughs> Harry Potter was evil. Right. Um, but then they like, they really latched on to Narnia because they were right. like, look at Because that magic is okay. Right. That magic's fine. That it's a fantasy that we like because C.S. Lewis, it was a Christian and wrote me Christianity and um, Aslan's clearly Jesus. Yeah, we get it. Move on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the rest of the series actually ended up meaning a lot more to me. And my favorite one was the horse and his boy. Ooh, yeah. Third book in the series. Right. And that one has very few. I mean, Aslan's in it because done like, yes, Aslan's supposed to be Jesus, but it's a little less like, you know, there's no like he dies for three days and then he comes, you know, it's a little less like obvious of a biblical parallel. Right. I loved that one. And it was the only one that, that took place um, in an environment that seems to be a little bit more Persian an environment. Um, okay. I would say now talking about how things age, I would, I haven't read the horse and his boy in a really long time, but knowing CS Lewis was, is obviously very known for his faith and knowing the time period it was written in and is probably a very bad caricature of the Persian yeah. culture. But right. I was a child, you know, I didn't fully understand that. And I just loved it because I was like, oh, this is in England, clearly. Like I just was drawn to the fact that it was, you know, yeah, another culture. Or it was depicted, you know, the horse and his boy was in a setting that didn't feel like Western Europe, which I latched on yeah. to. But now the US, like it wasn't like Western Europe or the US. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I really latched on to Horse and His Boy, um, which definitely has like Persian Arabic inspired country in it. Um, yeah. I'm very curious to go back now and kind of be like, oh God, that's, it's probably such a bad, bad, like lumping it all together kind of depiction. But as a child, again, like, you know, I didn't know that. Um, and it, it formed your, your opinion about, and your curiosity about other cultures as well. Most like that's yeah. the whole point is it, it formed. Uh, yeah. I went on. Yeah, it opened your eyes to like, Hey, look at this. I enjoy this. Let me explore this culture, which has obviously shaped yeah. you now which is the whole yeah. point of this episode yeah <laughs> so I would say horse and his boy was one of my favorites Don Treader was one of my favorites like those two 
that I feel like aren't talked about as much, obviously, because Lime which Wardrobe is the most, the most popular. So uh, I really liked those. The other two. One series that I probably shouldn't have read as young as I was. Um, I really probably should have stayed way far away from this, but I'm going to preface it by it opened my eyes to more like adult darker themes. Um, obviously the Lord of the Rings is kind of dark, but like more like realistic dark, um, the flowers in the attic trilogy by VC Andrews. Did you read that? (laughs) No. Do you know what it is? No. Would you like me to tell you? I'll tell you. So I'll try and leave a lot of spoilers out. But uh, DC Andrews is a is a she has mini series um out there, and I've read all of them. But the one that stuck with me the most, I was probably ten at the oldest. My mom had them on her bookshelf and allowed me to (laughs) read them. Um, Thanks, mom. But um, essentially, what it is is this woman has these three kids and the dad dies and she moves back in with her mother with the grandma and grandpa who don't know the grandma knows but the grandpa doesn't know that they have three children because she ran off with her husband to get married and have these babies they like excommunicated her right so she was moving back in to try and get help and the grandma was like okay but he can't know you have these kids so they locked the three kids in the attic and they're forced to live in this attic, right? The mom is like, oh, I'm going to come back and get you. I'm going to come back and get you. The mom deserts them essentially and like runs off and marries someone else and just leaves them there. The grandma then is like beating them, is horrible to them, keeps them locked away in this attic. No one can know they're there. Um, and in one of the books, this isn't, isn't a kind of a spoil, but I one of them. She tries to like poison them and kill them. Um, it also plays on like some incest themes as well as like, it's it's bad it's so bad but it's so like um the writing is very well done and it's a very intricate story but I definitely shouldn't have read it as young as I did but it definitely opened me up to more like darker themes um in some of the the darker novels that I like today (laughs) no I didn't have anything well so I wanted to read the click series which do you remember those from like middle school like yeah, yeah 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 Well, I wanted to read them and I was reading them, except yeah. there was like another one, like a spinoff or something. There was like click. And then there was another really popular series that I can't remember that took place at like a boarding school. It basically was click, but like a different series, but like same, like, right. Okay. But I borrowed one from my friend. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'd borrowed like the next one in the series from my friend. Well, my mom like went through my backpack. Also, I was definitely like in eighth grade. So like not. Like 13-ish. Right. So like 14-ish. those books like were for preteens. Like I think okay. those books were like definitely age appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You mentioned like sex, but it was like a cooties kind of who am I gonna kiss? Like uh-huh. you know it wasn't I mean? like a it wasn't like a smut novel that we love to read today. Right. It wasn't <laughs> age appropriately. It wasn't explicit. Like it definitely introduced those themes, but I it definitely like maybe it talked about it like, oh, they want to hook up with that person, but like it absolutely was not explicit. Well, I remember my mom, which like also I understand going through your kid's backpack to get their schoolwork when they're like four, but like, why was she going through my backpack at like 13? Invasion of privacy, but it's fine. I mean, are we surprised? No boundaries. Yeah, it's fine. Zero boundaries. Um, so she found it and deemed it inappropriate and then just like took it 
(laughs) And then just like told me in passing, like, I found that book in your backpack. I don't think that's appropriate. Like, and like, I got in trouble. And then my friend was like, uh, bro, where's my book? (laughs) And like my mom, and I was like, oh, it's like, I, my friend was Shannon. And I was like, that's Shannon's. I borrowed it from Shannon. And my mom just like ended the conversation and like, just threw it away or something. And like, I took it. And then I never got to give it back to my friend and she was out of a book. Um, so that's so rude. Yeah. She's always been rude. I don't know. (laughs) Not a new theme. It's, it's just been reoccurring. Yeah. Um, um, chronically rude. Um, for something that was absolutely age appropriate, it just mentioned sex. So like, God forbid. Um, (laughs) so I I went through a phase in my life where I only read like sad someone's dying books, you know, like I I can't remember the author, but it was like those books in the library that were like romance books where someone was chronically ill and dying. And I would just like cry and cry. Stars, everything John Green ever did. (laughs) You remember what was those? They were so popular. Hold on. Let me finish the series. Did you read pretty like that? It was like a sci-fi series where everyone it was like a sci-fi series. I don't think I did. Oh my God. Hold on. It was like a sci-fi series. If you listeners, if you remember this, please, 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 please reach out. Um, uh, God, it was huge in like the two thousands. Um, and basically like it's a future, it's like a future, future alternative universe where everyone like goes and gets plastic surgery when they turn 18. So everyone's beautiful to like the universal playing field, basically like everybody goes to get head to toe plastic surgery when they turn 18. Yikes. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Yikes. And it was, um, I'm, I'll have to remember, I'll look it up later and we'll put it in the description, but, and then basically it was like this, it was very like hunger games, like a pocktail. It was like, a huge, like everything was apocalyptic when we were like in middle and high school. True. Yeah. Apocalyptic stuff was huge. I don't know if it was 2012 or what, but, um, and it was like this, this sci-fi series that followed this one girl who didn't do it and like escaped and then like teamed up with a bunch of other kids who were like, yeah, we're not going to. And it was some sort of, I read the first one. I didn't read Obviously. That sounds a lot like Hunger Games. I did Hunger yeah, Games and Divergent growing up too. Like, I think we were like high school when those came out. High school. Yeah, I was high school for Hunger Games. I read them. I liked them. Obviously, I was big into Twilight. That's going to be a whole yeah. episode. Twilight. We'll have to do an episode on Twilight. That's going to be a whole episode. Twilight and the Toxic Men We Love. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to be a whole episode. So we're not even going to touch on the fact that we all like Twilight. Uh, did you read Dune when you were younger? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I did. People were like, oh, I man, I read Dude, Dune for Dude. I read Dude, Dune forever Dude. ago. And I was like, when yeah. did anybody read? Did you read um, Crank by Ellen Hopkins? Or do you remember that book being in your school library? Yes, I read Crank. My God, what was it? It was like Crank, Perfect, Burned. Burn, oh. Burn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The book is reading in many high schools as well as drug and drug court programs. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, I feel like there were a lot of books because like I grew up in Oklahoma, right? And so a lot of things were like not okay because Christians, right? Right. right. Um, 
and like, oh, this can't be allowed in the school library because it talks about magic. Like Harry Potter wasn't allowed in our school library. Right. Mm-hmm. But there were so many books in there that I was like, how is this allowed? Like it, it was, it was graphic. It had a lot of adult concepts as far as like addiction and murder and suicide and like mental health and which are all important to things that kids need to be properly educated on. But as a child that was not properly educated on anything. And then to read these books, it was very like jarring. Um, because I was like, I don't understand half of these things, but it definitely educated me, um, on my own findings, which was interesting to say the least, but Yikorama. Um, also this was when I was even, this was elementary school for sure, but there's three series that there. Okay. So there's, there's five. I'm I'm thinking of like five right now. I'm going to say them all out loud. So, okay we can come back to them. Okay. But I think the five most like formative series I'm, I'm really kind of thinking of is one, not the princess diaries that like Meg Cabot, not that one, but the Royal princess diaries that were like the, like fake diaries by historical princesses. Yeah. They were always like gilded pages. I lived for that shit. <laughs> yeah. I lived for that shit. Like I kind of want to go by the full series right now just to like fucking have it as an adult i feel like you should i feel like i should i have one i have jahanada i have the indian one the indian ah yeah Um, you need all of them though but i feel like i need all of them for sure (laughs) um that series changed my goddamn life um (laughs) but again i was always reaching for like the not western princesses right 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 no no tiny me um (laughs) I was doing my best. Good job, you. Good job, tidy me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one. Also, the Guardians of Gahul, which was an owl. Like, it was a fantasy series all about owls. Owl clan, personified owls. I don't um, think I did that one. Yeah, it was especially nerdy, I think. Um, and then there was one for cats. Um, <laughs> God, what was that cat series? Fuck. It Wait, was, I think I did the cat one. It went on to be like 40 books and I gave up at a certain point because I think I aged out of it while it was still going. Um, Warriors was the name of the series. <laughs> Warriors. It was about cats. Like it was about fucking cats. I don't actually, I don't think I did that one either. Oh my God. I read <laughs> so many of them. And now I think there are literally like 40 books there's like multiple clans about of these cat clans. Cats. um the cat clans yeah warriors is a series of novels based on the adventures and drama of multiple clans of <laughs> cats i love that <laughs> yeah like i said guys i've always been really cool always yeah naturally yeah. So two different weird animal-based fantasy series, both the owl one and the cat one. Uh, and then probably two that you can definitely relate to are the Incart, Incart, yep. obviously, and then obviously. Eric, Aragorn, Aragorn. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Those two are, we talked about Aragorn, Aragorn already. Um, but that one, that one was a big one too, obviously, because of my Lord of the Rings love. When I read that, I was like, perfect. This is exactly what I needed. Dragons are always a good idea. Dragons are always a good idea, but wasn't there a fourth one? Because I remember there was the red book, blue book, and the green book. But I saw somewhere on the internet, like a black and gold one. And I was like, I'm sorry, was there a fourth Aragon book? I don't think so. I think there's only three, but also it might be like that uh, um, black hole theory. What is it? 
where you remember something, but then it's just like not there. Oh, the mandala effect. The mandala effect. It might've just been a mandala effect that you thought it was a color. I think it's mandala, not mandala. Cause mandala oh. is geometric design. And I think it's the, the, the mandala. Yeah. It's a guy. Everybody remembered him dying, but he didn't die. So I think yeah. it's mandala effect. There's not so that. many things like that. Like the Tinkerbell with Disney thing, like the Disney intro where Tinkerbell like, like flies around and does a little dink thing. That's not real. What? That's not real. There's no evidence of that anywhere. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So, uh, I've seen it too. Just like the Chick-fil-A sign. There was something with the Chick-fil-A sign too, where I was like, no, I remember that. And it's like, not there. I, I don't know. We're in a black hole. Time's not real. I'm so fucked up with this Tinkerbell making the little Disney thing. Not being- I know. There's no evidence on any movies of it doing that. Maybe it was just a Disney Channel thing and not a Disney, Disney movie Channel. thing. That's, I mean, if it's Disney, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't remember if I was watching Disney Channel or a Disney movie. I'm sure <laughs> there's an animated clip of Tinkerbell. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere from the 90s. That's fine. If it's on Disney Channel, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to find it. I'm going to fucking find it. I don't care if it was like a Disney Channel Summer Games or something. There's a Tinkerbell doing the little... Somewhere. I mean, I feel like it was a 2000s, like, old animated Tinkerbell, though. Not like the I new, think, like... I think so, too, but I'm just saying yeah. that somewhere. And if there's no film evidence, then that just leaves Disney Channel. <laughs> somewhere. It has to be. Disney, help us. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, like self-perceptions rocked. Um, yeah, Aragon was a favorite. I, I remember virtually nothing about it other than the fact that there are <laughs> dragons. Um, Inkheart was also an app. Was a- Inkheart was good too. Um, what was that series where they, like Spiderwink, Spider? Spiderwink Chronicles? Yeah, that was good. I, I didn't read those. I think I was a little too, I got into fantasy at a really awkward time where like I was, I missed Percy Jackson. I oh. never, I never read any of those. Oh, what a shame. They were good. I know. I never read any of those. Um, never read Spiderwick Chronicles either. There was, I think it was by, there was an angel series that I read, which I think just like set me up for like the Crescent City and all of the winged, like, kinks i guess we all have now but there was was one about a bunch of angels and they were all teenagers but i don't remember what that was i think it was by james patterson weirdly enough but i remember i didn't i didn't want to buy the last one in the series so i just stood in a barnes and noble and scanned it for about 20 minutes to get the gist do you remember since we both are survivors of religious cults do you remember um (laughs) i say that i I was just a baptist member but like baptist But anyways, um, not Veggie Tales. There was that that book series that was supposed to be the Left Behind. <gasps> no, that, you, were that, you forced to read it? That missed me. Thank God. But I, I was full. I had to read that. I had to read that, and I tried to like it because I was supposed to like it, and I hated it. And I was like, "This is the stupidest shit I've ever read in my life." And like, I hated it. And I I wouldn't read like anymore i tried to read the first book like five or six times i was like this is not it and my mom was like you need to read this it's so good it's gonna be so good for you and i'm like mom no so i didn't read it all but i also some of my friends who had to read like forced read the entire thing like were forced to do it talked about how horrible it was that was like a scarring series and not in like a good way (laughs) 
I think it turned a lot of people from Christianity too. Yeah, but I will raise you one. Okay. Maybe not raise you. I think it's equally as bad. Um, I was a very avid reader and I feel like my, this was again, like I think late middle school, like before I had the full autonomy to be like kind of reading whatever the fuck I want. And like, yeah, you know, in high school, what are your parents going to say? Like, I'll either keep it at school, keep it on, like whatever. Like, yeah. And I wasn't a huge, I fell away from reading a little bit in high school. Um, but anyway, like this was still kind of in that like preteen phase where your parents like still have a pretty good chunk of like, this might've been after the whole, like my mom confiscating the click. Um, Uh Uh my mom bought me a bunch of, have you read, uh, like, like, like Christian fiction, like specifically Christian like fiction. Give me a book. Oh, I don't remember the titles. I've heard them <laughs> from my mind. But my mom bought me a book, like explicitly Christian, like I, I like romance, but like all of them were like historical fictions. Like because of course, because like they fucking romanticized the wild wild west because it's the white man. Like of course they yeah. <laughs> the concept of the wild wild west. Yeah. Um, so they're all like on the prairie or whatever, and like but they're all Christian. And I will literally, I wish I could burn this from my memory. I can't. It's so, like little house on the prairie. No, it's not little house on the prairie, which my mother also fucking loved. And I, <laughs> I did read as a child, but I read that when I was like in elementary school, these were just like rom-coms, like allegedly like historical fiction rom-coms, but they were explicitly Christian. So you had this like, and I remember one where it was like this enemies to lovers arc, which I'm vibing with. Cause like, I was always me, right? Like I've always, yeah, yeah. Um, except you finally have this climax where the male main character like rescues the female character from, I don't know, falling on a fucking mudslide or some shit. <laughs> and the storm is really bad. So they can't go back to the encampment that night. Yeah. And this whole fucking like chapter about how they don't sleep together <laughs> and he respects her purity and they don't sleep together. <laughs> and they go back and like, everybody's questioning the guy. Like, did you betray her honor? And like, it was this whole fucking thing. So it was all these, like, historical fiction, like Christian. <sighs> always this big thing about, but they didn't sleep together. Oh God. I, I had like, I think four or five of them. Like she fucking, she bought me a bunch of those and I <laughs> Like, yeah, I'll read it, but I, I still remember, like, I can still like almost verbatim remember word for word the whole scene. Cause I just remember being like, what the fuck? Okay. I know. I, I know we're like running out of time a little bit here, but can I tell you the funniest story to end note on? Yes, absolutely. So I, my mom used to be like travel for work. Okay. So she used to travel all over the States and ironically now I do that. Now I do that, but I used to go with her a lot of the times. Um, this one time in particular, we had went down to Louisiana. It was me, mom, and Nana for mom's work, whatever was going on. And this is when books on tape were big. Okay. Yeah. And I was probably seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Like I was young. I was young, young. Like yeah, that's I had not been introduced to Lord of the Rings yet. Like that's how young I was. Okay. Just for mental context, mental context. So my mom and Nana had waited because it got dark. We were driving at night. They were taking turns driving. You know, I was young, sleeping in the back seat. Well, I'm laying there trying to go to sleep, but can't sleep. So mom's like, let's put our tape back on. I'm pretty sure Alyssa is sleeping back there. And I'm like, don't sleep. She puts on interview with a vampire. (laughs) 
I was so scared. Okay. Because like, that's a creepy book. Like it's so fucking good. And the movie's so good, but like, it's a creepy book. And we're like listening to it in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah. Our, our queen Anne Rice, but I think everybody, almost everybody has a story about how they read Anne Rice, maybe a little too early. <laughs> Oh, Anne Rice is phenomenal. And interviews with vampires, phenomenal, fabulous, legend. I was just saying, queen of us all. But it just cracks me up because I know so many people <laughs> who have a yes. But I discovered Anne Rice maybe two years too early. Story. I was laying in the back seat of this car, like <laughs> eyes wide, terrified. And it's like it's so dark. We're in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, oh where there's like no street lights, and I'm thinking a vampire is going to just like come through and eat me i didn't even know what a vampire was at that time i was like seven okay in louisiana she's from like <laughs> vampire country basically and i finally work up the nerve to be like can we turn something else on <laughs> <laughs> oh it's dead. and they cracked up and they're like oh sorry honey <laughs> Oh I love Anne Rice. I love interviews with Vampire. I was traumatized for like two years. So <laughs> amazing. Amazing. All right. <laughs> Guys, we will track down all these titles. We'll put them in the description for you. Uh, we want to know which books shaped your childhood. <coughs> which ones traumatized you? Which ones did you read too early? Uh, <laughs> everybody's story for how they read Anne Rice, maybe a little too early. I love it. Tell us all the stories of Anne Rice. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Thanks so much. We are glad to be back. We will see you next week for episode 14. We're going to be actually dedicating a fan request. We are going to be talking all about the plated prisoner series. Yes. It's very funny. It's one of the first things Alyssa and I ever talked about in person, our first dinner date when you came to Chicago and we were mm-hmm. like, Oh, we've only been texting. Now we're like, <laughs> one of the first book series that we talked about. So, um, definitely Tune in next week, episode 14. We're talking all about Plated Prisoner. Very oh, good. yeah. Spoilers, beware. So if <laughs> you haven't read it, don't yeah, listen. Don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much. Until next time, practice safe, safe witchcraft. Yep. Practice safe witchcraft. <laughs> Bye. Bye. have to cut this out so we act like we know what we're talking about we just talk too much i don't think we talk too much i think we i think we talk the perfect amount the perfect amount i think we talk the perfect amount